Welcome to episode number two of Sean's Sports Show, coming at you live from the city that never sleeps, Deadwood, South Dakota. I mean, Los Angeles, California, obviously. For those of you that listened to the first episode, this has become my usual spot for recording these episodes for you guys. So, the, the news of the hour is, as of a few minutes ago, the Cleveland Browns and the Miami Dolphins engaged in a trade. So, the Miami Dolphins traded wide receiver Jarvis Landry to the Cleveland Browns for two, round, two draft picks. However, it is not known what rounds those draft picks were traded, like it was, whether it was second round draft picks, third round. All we know is that neither of those picks were in the first round, so it could be anywhere from the second to the seventh. So, um, personally, I like this move. For, on Cleveland's behalf because Cleveland has been um, the laughing stock of the NFL in recent memory. They have won about a total of, I can't remember, either one game or two games out of the last, uh, I think, 32 or so. So this is a step in the right direction for the Cleveland Browns. Um, so now they have Josh Gordon and Jarvis Landry. Uh, those are two good wide receivers that they have. The, uh, uh, personally, I think that in the since they have two uh, draft picks in the top five. I think that they will, uh, they will pick Saquon Barkley at number one, and then take a quarterback after that. I think I think uh, uh, Sam Darnold will, will would be taken by then. I think New York will take Sam Darnold, so they 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 would have they would be able to choose from Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, or Baker Mayfield. Those are three elite quarterbacks. I personally think that all three all three of those QBs are going to make it in the NFL. I don't think they're going to become busts. And um, even if they have slow, like a slow first year, it's not the end of the career. Obviously, Jared Goff in his in the in his first season with the LA Rams, he was benched for most of the season, and then he looked very very bad. But last season, he was uh, he, he was a, a Pro Bowl quarterback. Uh, he led the Rams to the playoffs, to their first playoff appearance in a long time. So you can't judge a, a quarterback's um, long term NFL career based off of one season. So, yeah. So switching gears now to college basketball, I am sure a lot of you have heard about the uh, ongoing uh, kind of scrutiny and investigation onto various college basketball uh, programs, such as Sean Miller, head coach of the University of Arizona, uh, being investigated by the FBI for allegedly giving or offering $100,000 to DeAndre Ayton to come play for Arizona. Um Another person that was that has that has been reprimanded um, in a big way is Rick Pitino, former head coach of Louisville. Um, just a couple punishments that they went through was um, they they had to vacate all their wins from I believe it was 2011 up until like 2015 or 2016. That included their NCAA national championship winning season in 2013. So that was very unfortunate for the University of Louisville. Um, so, but Rick Pitino says that he wants to coach again, whether it is in college or the NBA. Um, um, I mean, my personal opinion about this is, in my eyes at least, Rick Pitino, Rick Pitino's legacy is not tarnished. I mean, it's a little tainted because of this whole, this whole situation, but it's not tarnished, like, in my eyes whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, it, it would be cool to see him coach again, but... Again, in my opinion, um, he doesn't need to. He's a extremely he was an extremely successful coach at Louisville and some other colleges. So, 
but it, it's good to see that he's still interested and he's not he hasn't lost interest in coaching. Um, so switching gears to baseball, the Oakland Athletics signed catcher Jonathan Lucroy. He will try to bounce back from a disappointing 2017 season. Um, it'll be it'll be it'll be Lucroy's fourth team in three seasons. He was traded in he was traded in each of the last two seasons. He split time with the Texas Rangers and Colorado Rockies last season. He batted 265 with six home runs which was his lowest since his rookie year in 2010. And in 2010, he only played 75 games out of a total of 162. Um, I mean, the, the batting average, 265, that's that's pretty solid for a catcher. And then you, you can't really expect, um, you know, a great batting average, a 300 batting average for, from a catcher. Um, but I'm not going to lie, six home runs is disappointing for any position. I mean, like if you look nowadays, there's some pitchers that hit six home runs a season, like Madison Bumgarner and some others but since he was traded from texas it looks like he had some motivation he hit 310 with a 429 on base percentage but in only 46 games with the colorado rockies in july, after the july trade uh so luke Roy played most of his first seven seasons with the milwaukee brewers he he, he was a two he's a two-time all-star and he finished fourth in mvp voting in 2014 so Obviously, he was an extremely, extremely well player on both sides of the ball, on offense as a hitter and defense as a catcher. So, so yeah. Kind of a slow day here in the world of sports. But um, the Se- the Seattle Seahawks, obviously I talked about them trade. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure I talked about them trading um, Marcellus Bennett, or yeah. And today they released their star cornerback Richard Sherman, who is, in my opinion, the best cornerback in the NFL. I don't see why this would happen unless Pete Carroll or the general manager of the Seahawks or the front office, the owner. Who, whoever it may be has has a personal issue with Sherman or had one because he's obviously not with the team anymore. Um, so this is my message to head coach Sean McVay of the LA Rams. Mr. McVay, if you're listening to this, please get Richard Sherman. He's the best cornerback in the NFL. And um, if we had someone even close to as good as him last season, we would have a we would have a very deep run into the playoffs. Who knows? Maybe a Super Bowl win. So. So I hope you're listening, Mr. McVeigh. Now switching gears to boxing. For those of you that are boxing fans, tomorrow night on Showtime uh, at about 10:15 uh, p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. I assume that most of you listening are on the Pacific, in the Pacific time zone, on the West Coast of the United States. Uh, so, Mikey Garcia, an undefeated three three division world champion. Is fighting Sergey Lipinets. Uh, the the bout is at 100, 140 pounds. Um, it's gonna be a great fight. Um, personally, I think that Lipinets is gonna win by either a late stoppage or a decision. Uh, just like I think Gennady Golovkin will beat Canelo Alvarez either by late stoppage or early or a decision. And what I mean by late stoppage is like the earliest of a like seventh round or so, seventh round or later. So yeah.
not many uh, not many signings in the in not many signings in MLB free agency. They kind of hyped up the hot stove this year, and uh, it was pretty disappointing. Yeah, that's disappointing is the least you could say. Now switching gears to tennis. Um, obviously, as I said yesterday, Indian Wells is underway. Um, Serena Williams played her first match since, I believe, August or September, since she gave birth to a baby daughter. Um, uh, the, the number 31 seed, Agnieszka Radwanska, lost in straight sets to an unseeded Japanese woman. That was surprising. She lost 6-3, um, Currently, Petra Kvitova, the number 9 seed, is losing to a woman from Kazakhstan. Or actually, she's winning. She's up 5-4 in the third set. So that's a very uh, tight match happening right now. Um, yeah, some, some good matches. Taylor Fritz, Southern California zone, is doing well. So keep an eye out for Indian Wells if you're interested in tennis. Serena Williams, as almost everybody in the world probably thought, won her first match, her first professional singles match since giving birth. For those of you wondering, she did play doubles with her sister Venus a couple of months ago. I believe they lost. It comes as no surprise to me, honestly. So, I mean, Tiger Woods golfing is... Uh, is um, they're kind of talking about it on all the ESPN shows. Um, I know a lot of you, a lot of you are going to be disappointed that I don't talk about golf, but it's simply of no interest to me. So, I know, I know, most of you adore golf, so I apologize. Everybody's talking about where LeBron's going to go. Like I said yesterday, reportedly it's between Philadelphia, the Lakers the Houston Rockets and staying in Cleveland uh, as I said yesterday I absolutely have no idea how some guy that works for the ringer knows where what LeBron is thinking knows what he's considering so I mean like I said yesterday it was probably a slow day you know they needed to stir something up in that pot of theirs at the ringer um, again I would love to have Mr. James suit up for the purple and gold but um yeah, that would be that would be very nice. I must admit. Um, since, since most of you listening are probably from Los Angeles, um, yesterday the UCLA men's basketball team beat Stanford University, eighty-eight to seventy-seven in the quarterfinals of the Pac-12 tournament. They play today in the semifinals. They play Arizona. It's the sixth time in the last seven tournaments that UCLA plays Arizona. Uh, the game is at six p.m. Pacific time. Unfortunately. I cannot watch the game as I do not have the Pac-12 uh, channel. So, but I, I, I am sure that UCLA is going to win the Pac-12 tournament and advance to the to the to the March Madness craziness. Uh, and I, I will be definitely be watching them on ESPN when they advance. Not if, but when. Never lost. Switching gears to college basketball, or actually not switching gears since I just talked about it. Um, Michael Porter Jr., who was uh, coming into the season, he most people thought he would be the number one overall pick in the 20, 
18 NBA draft, but um, he suffered a pretty bad injury. Yesterday he played his first game back. I think he scored like 12 points or so, but he didn't shoot that well from the floor. I still think Porter Jr. will be a top five pick, probably not number one. Um, I, th I probably think that New York's gonna, the New York Knicks are gonna take him, so he'll he'll be the newest he'll be the newest introduction to the wasteland known as the Knicks. Not nothing against the New York Knicks; they're my second favorite NBA team, but um, the owner is just um, fairly incompetent in my opinion in every matter that has to do with the NBA. I mean, that's just what happens when your when your father hands 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 the team to you. And you have no knowledge about anything that has to do with it, but I mean, I can't, I can't blame them because I mean, anybody's, anybody's dad would do, would probably do the same thing in that situation, you know, pass the keys to the kingdom. Who wouldn't do that? So, so this is interesting. The the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, who was the assistant commissioner when Gary Bet, or excuse me, when David Stern was the commitment commissioner, um. Adam Silver says he has no issue with the NCAA paying college athletes. So I haven't talked about this yet. Personally, I agree 100% that NCAA athletes should be paid. The reason I say this is because the NCAA last year made billions of dollars from on, only from sports and, and TV like sponsor, or sponsorships and partnerships with CBS, TNT, True TV, and other TV networks. Um, and a lot of people say, oh, but an education at UCLA or an education at Duke or an education at Stanford, that's priceless, you know, that they're getting a free education. And I agree with that. I see, I see where, where you're coming from, if that's what you, what you say. But for most of these guys, like they're, the rule is they have to go to college for, for one year before they can apply for the MBA. So, and they're not even there for a year, because if you think about it, they have to start practicing for March Madness, which is in March, which is like halfway through the second semester of school. So they basically get pulled out of, of their classes in late January. So they're basically only in college for only one semester. And honestly, it's an unnecessary process for everybody involved. The players don't want to go to the other classes because they're only there in the first place to make it to the NBA. The professors hate dealing with all this with these players because they have to you know, make sure that the players do all the work and, and, and they end up being responsible for what the players do and what they don't do. And so after one semester of this whole circus, they have to pull the players out of the classes. So I'm sure the professors are not keen on doing that as well. So so as I said, nobody nobody really likes to do what they have to do in this situation. So again, in my opinion, either pay the players or eliminate the rule and let them come out of high school straight to the NBA like it used to be, like what Kobe did, what Michael Jordan, or excuse me, what LeBron did, James did. Michael Jordan actually went to the University of North Carolina and he won a national championship. So excuse my mistake. Yeah, so Adam Silver was interviewed by Ahiza Garcia from CNN. And he said he would have, quote, no issue at all with the NCAA paying student athletes before expanding to discuss some of the issues with a pay-for-play model. He said if you try, if you, if you try to compare it to a pro model, do players on this... On this team, all make the same amount, or is there a scale? He said, "You have title IX issues. So do the women, where the television contract may not be as lucrative. Do they make as much?" So, call me sexist, call me a bigot, call me whatever you want, but I think that men should make more money in in the NCAA only because they they generate more money for the NCAA. That I mean, that only makes sense to me if if the if the men make a billion dollars for the NCAA. 
and the women make half a billion, then I think the men should be paid accordingly. If, however, if if they if they generate the same the exact same amount of money, I think they should be paid identically. It's nothing something against the women, but it, I mean, if the men make that much more for the for the NCAA, then that's just how it should be. So that's enough college basketball for today. So going back to LeBron James, he says that he has not considered free agency at all. So that goes back to my point about Kevin O'Connor, who works for the Ringer. How would he know what Mr. James is thinking, what teams he narrowed his list down to, if LeBron James himself says he has not, not considered free agency at all? I mean, and that, that only makes sense to me because it's only March right now. Uh, Mike Evans, the wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, signed a $82.5 million blockbuster contract extension. That's crazy. That's, that's great for Mike Evans. Uh, however, he's now with the Buccaneers through the 2023, through the 2023 season. Um, he's coming off a 2017 season where he... Where he uh, he, he caught 71 receptions for 1,001 yards and five touchdowns across 15 games. Pro Football Focus graded him as the league's 14th best wideout. Um, so he'll make a lot of money. A lot of that money, uh, actually, $55 million out of the 82.5 is guaranteed. So he is laughing all the way to the bank in Florida. Now switching gears to hockey. The Los Angeles Kings, my team, Beat the Washington Capitals 3-1 yesterday. That's good, considering that hockey season is coming to a close pretty soon. And um, we need as many as many wins as possible, considering how tight the race in the Pacific Division is. I mean, like, I think, like, one, the, the Vegas Golden Knights are, are pretty much on the top at number one, like, kind of sitting far away from everyone else. But, like, second, second place through fifth place in the Pacific is as tight as a division can get in hockey or in any sport, really. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's good to have Jeff Carter back. He's finally healthy. He's been contributing well. So, currently, the Kings are fourth in the Pacific. This means this most likely means that they at least have one out of the two wild card spots. So, if the season was to end today, they would still be in the playoffs. They would have to play in a wild card game. Um, the thing is, Anaheim, the Anaheim Ducks are in third place in the Pacific Division. So they have 80 points, the Kings have 79, but the Anaheim Ducks have, have played 68 games and the Kings have only played 67. So so Anaheim has an advantage there, and San Jose has 81, so the Kings are only two points behind second place, but they're in fourth place. At the same time, they're only three points ahead of the Calgary Flames, who have 76, but they're in fifth. So between fifth and second, there's a difference of five points, so that's how, that's how tight it is. And Vegas is 10 points ahead of San Jose and 12 points ahead of the LA Kings. So they're not going anywhere. They're staying at the top. So Vegas is definitely in. They're, I think they're, they're playing the best that a, that a first-year expansion team has ever played in the NHL. So I don't really like them since I'm an LA Kings fan. But, I mean, respect goes out to them for, for playing so well. I mean, and honestly, looking looking at it now, you kind of expect, you kind of expect something like this considering that a, a first-year team in any in any league would have no expectations set on them so they can they can kind of take risks and do whatever they need to do to win games that kind of it's not an advantage but it's kind of like a it's a different mindset that they use to their advantage so that, that's interesting the lakers 
Also, my team play, play today at 6 p.m. Pacific time in Denver against the Denver Nuggets. This is a very big game for the Lakers because the Denver Nuggets are, I believe they're in 10th place in the, in the West and the Lakers are in 11th. The Lakers still have a chance to make the playoffs if they win most of their games to end the season. I believe, they're, I believe they won six out of their last seven or seven out of their last eight. I can't remember which one it is. But um, um, the Lakers won a very interesting game versus the Orlando Magic, very back and forth throughout the game. A bit of a, a bit of a strange and wild finish. It definitely benefited the Lakers, so I can't complain. But and I don't really feel bad for the Orlando Magic or their fans, not because I'm a Laker fan, but because they're, they're it's kind of obvious that they're tanking. So uh, the Orlando Magic fans would be would be upset if they won the game, which is which is funny to me. So, the Philadelphia Eagles trade Torrey Smith, the wide receiver. Uh, I remember Torrey when he was playing for the San Francisco 49ers. For those of you that don't know, I was a 49ers fan before I was a Rams fan. I became a Rams fan because they were the first announced team to come to Los Angeles. I don't like the LA Chargers, and I don't think that anybody wants them here. But that's a different topic for another day, another episode. So... The Eagles reportedly traded Torrey Smith to the Carolina Panthers for cornerback Derry Worley. Um, and this deal makes, uh, this is Philadelphia's second swap of a wide receiver for a defensive player this week since they added defensive end Michael Bennett and a seventh round pick from the Seahawks for wide receiver Marcus Johnson and a fifth round pick. Uh, Torrey Smith has only played one season with Philadelphia. He registered 36 catches for 430 yards and two touchdowns. He's obviously now a Super Bowl winner. Um, and over the course of his seven-year career, he has caught for 4,951 yards and 39 touchdowns. And he has played for the Baltimore Ravens, San Francisco 49ers, and obviously the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, switching gears back to basketball, the Charlotte Hornets guard Michael Carter-Williams will miss the rest of the season with a shoulder injury. Um I mean, this is a, this, this doesn't very con, very much concern me whatsoever, but I feel for the Charlotte Hornets, Michael Jordan, who's the owner, and their fans, because the Hornets are, are a playoff team, and they have been for the last couple of years. So this is a big blow. He's one of their best players. It's not it's not like you know, like if Devin Booker, or Josh Jackson would get injured or something on the Phoenix Suns, who are 14th in the in the West, and they have no shot of anything in the playoffs, of making the playoffs. So, but unlike unlike them, the Hornets do. So this is a big blow for them. Uh, he, he'll he'll have to have surgery to repair a posterior labral tear in his left shoulder. So that's very unfortunate. However, this could be what Carter Williams needs to kind of bounce back and and play like he used to. Because in 52 games this season, this season he's only averaged 4.6 points per game, and he's shooting 33.2% from the floor, which is abysmally bad, uh, especially for someone like Michael Carter Williams, who has played so well over the over the course of his career. Um, so it's now switching gears to soccer. Neymar uh, wants wants to come back to Barcelona. This is not shocking to me at all. Um, Neymar, in my opinion, is a, is a like a he's just a big kid who's very immature. He doesn't know what he wants. He he's letting the fame get to him. It's only been a couple months since he transferred from Barcelona to PSG for a, a record amount. I believe it was over two hundred million dollars that PSG paid for him. 
about a month ago there was a report that he wanted to go to Real Madrid rivals of his old team Barcelona now he wants to go back to Bar Barcelona and next thing you know he'll want to go to LA Galaxy and, and then Miami FC to play for David Beckham you never know with this guy uh, so he told Barcelona he wants to return to the club prior to PSG's Champions League exit uh, because they lost to Real Madrid um, so the Bra Brazilian player is said to be unhappy with the caliber of opponents in, in Ligue 1. For those of you that don't know, Ligue 1 is, is the highest league that there is in France. PSG has been the best team for a long time now, and they, they will be for the foreseeable future. Um, I really don't understand why Neymar is complaining, because I'm sure that he knew about all these things when he, when he signed with the PSG. Um, However, uh, a return to Barcelona is unlikely, since since in the summer he, he he was fighting with some some Barcelona teammates during a practice, so he had a very like very messy breakup or no pun intended because Lionel Messi plays for the for FC Barcelona, so it was it was it was pretty messy and Messi was not happy about it. Um, and also Barcelona just spent 150 million. Or 145 million for Osumain Dembele and 160 million for Philip Coutinho from Liverpool. So, and according to Manu Sains, it will take 400 million dollars to prize him away from PSG. And it, and it says here that Real Madrid is also interested in, in bringing him to Madrid. So, so I, I don't really know. I used to like Neymar, but not really anymore. Um, Demar Derozan who plays for the Toronto Raptors. He's a he's an all-star this season. He said that he said that James Harden is a lock for the MVP. He said he's he quote he's been un unbelievable the entire season. Um right now at this moment, James Harden is my pick for MVP. However, if from now from if from now to the rest of the season Anthony da Anthony Davis plays the way he has been playing since DeMarcus Cousins suffered his ACL tear. Uh, I see no choice but to give it to Anthony Davis because the New Orleans Pelicans, without Boogie Cousins, won, won nine straight games. And Davis is just putting up unreal numbers. He's like There was a game when he put up like 50 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. I mean, that's just like unbelievable. Um, however, James Harden is averaging 31 points, nine assists, and five rebounds per game. And he's shooting 44.8% from the field and 38% from three-point range, which is... Those are amazing stats. I mean, it doesn't really get better than that unless you average 50, 10, and 10 like Anthony Davis. But, excuse me, not like Anthony Davis, like Anthony Davis did in one game. Um, uh, it is reported that the LA Rams acquired um, Akib Talib from the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are expected to receive a 2018 fifth round pick in exchange for Tlaib, and Tlaib is supposed to make 11 million this season and 8 million in 2019. I don't really know what to think of this as a Rams fan. I don't really know. I haven't really seen, the only time I really saw Akeem Tlaib play, I mean, I've seen him in highlights, like in between, like during halftime of Rams games and other football games, but the only time I've seen him play was during Super Bowl 50 when the, when the uh, Denver Broncos beat the Carolina Panthers. But that was a few years ago, so he, he has probably regressed since then. So I don't really know what to expect, what to think. Um, but 
I am I'm optimistic and I, I hope that this will work out. This is interesting. Uh Draymond Green said that we we as in the Golden State Warriors, since he plays for the Warriors, don't care about the number one seed in the Western Conference. Um I mean there, there, there are different ways to look at this for me because I do see what he's saying. That I mean, honestly, Golden State is going to beat anyone in their path in the West until they meet Houston. Um, quote me on this, or point it out to me down the road if it doesn't happen. But I strongly believe that the Houston Rockets will beat the Golden State Warriors, and I think they'll do it rather easily. So I agree with Max Kellerman from First Take, and I disagree with Stephen A. Smith. Um. But at the same time, a couple years ago when the Golden State Warriors were playing the best basketball of, of in the regular season by any team ever, when they won 73 games and only lost 9, they were they were chasing the 73 win mark by not benching their, resting their star players at the end of the season. And as a result, they blew a 3-1 lead versus Cleveland and ended up losing the finals. They would have they would have had a treat a, a three-peat if they if they won that series, but they kind of choked it. So so again, on one hand, I see what he's saying, that they don't really care, that they'll beat anyone, again, until they play Houston, in my opinion. But at the same time, I mean, if they were chasing the 73-win mark, I think they'll want to be the the one, the number one seed again, like they have been in, in years past. Um, LeBron James. LeBron James thinks that he's uh, playing the best he's ever played. Uh, I see what he's saying, but... um. I think he played extremely well in the in 2013, like unbelievably well, uh, when he was with the Miami Heat. Um, yeah, I, I, so I think if LeBron comes to the Lakers, it, they'll instantly become contenders. And if LeBron comes, then uh, Paul George almost certainly will as well. I talked about this yesterday. I'm not gonna br not gonna go into detail about it because I did yesterday. Uh, listen to it. Listen to the yesterday's episode. It's it's on the official Instagram page of the podcast. It'll be on my personal page as well. So so don't miss it. Listen to it. Um. Um. Tomorrow. Um. I never rest. I will bring you guys episodes every day, regardless of the situation. I mean. Barring any zombie apocalypse situations or, you know, massive tornadoes in Los Angeles. But I don't think either of them are pretty likely. So, again, those two things are the only thing are the only things that can get in the way of me recording an episode of Sean's Sports Show. So, be excited. Uh, and actually, tomorrow we'll be coming at you live from San Antonio, Texas. Texas. So that's going to be interesting. My first time over in the city of Antonio's. Or San Antonio, excuse me. Um, uh, already with the March Madness, uh, Memphis, the University of Memphis stuns Tulsa with a three-point floater at the buzzer. I saw the highlight of that. I mean, I'm, I'm really not surprised at all. Nothing, nothing that happens in the month of March that has to do with college basketball will ever surprise me. I mean, with stuff that has happened in, in recent years, I mean, it, it would take like, 
it would take the only thing that could really surprise me would be if like I don't know like Middle Tennessee would beat Duke or Kentucky or UCLA in the first round with a reverse full court shot. It'll take something like that to surprise me. But if it's not reverse and it's just a normal full court shot by Middle Tennessee over Duke, it won't surprise me. It has to be reverse. Um, so, yeah. Also, um, if you if you are upset about how much your cable bill costs, um, I've heard, I've seen in different commercials and different advertisements. They had a couple during the Super Bowl. Um, you can, you should check out, you should check out Hulu. And most of you are probably thinking, wait, Hulu, you mean the thing that's like Netflix, like the Netflix competitor that's not as good? You mean that? Why would I, why would I check that in, in, instead of my cable? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question. So my answer to that is Hulu is now um, doing all sorts of live TV. They have all sorts of channels, all the sports channels, ESPN, Fox Sports 1, all that good stuff. They have all the essential channels that you need. They, um, you can also you can also buy HBO and Showtime and uh, like extra channels like that if you, if you are interested for an addition, a little bit of an additional cost. So yeah, so, so Hulu live TV is definitely worth checking out. They also have the, their library of... Um, of movies and TV shows, like before they got into live TV, like I said, like when they were competing with Netflix, um, they're a little bit different now. They're more competing with guys like Sling TV and YouTube TV, Direct TV now. So, um, yeah. So, so check out Hulu. It's definitely it's definitely worth the investment. Probably, I'm almost certain that it'll be much cheaper than your cable bill. Um, yeah. So. So check out Hulu. It's pretty cool. So that's it for episode number two of Sean's Sports Show. Again, as I said in the last episode, thank you for listening. Episode three is coming tomorrow from San Antonio, Texas, as I said earlier. Um, on, on, on the official social media pages, give me your honest feedback. Don't hold back on anything. Um, any any, any comp- compliments are appreciated. Criticism is appreciated. I take every every kind of feedback the same way, whether it's positive or negative. So don't don't think um, don't don't think that you giving me criticism is gonna hurt my feelings because it won't. I'll I'll simply get better and work off of whatever you tell me needs to change or, or should change or you would like to change or be different. Um, so, so that's it for episode number two. Again, episode number three is coming tomorrow. No specific time yet. Um, as I, as I make a few more episodes, there will be a specific time where I consistently roll out episodes. Um, so that's, that's it for, um, Mr. Gringo Mandingo himself, Mr. Michael Rappaport. Please don't sue me for using that in case I get very popular and more popular than you are. Uh, so again, that's, that's it for episode number two, episode number three tomorrow. And also before, before I go, um, episode number one is, uh, it's on SoundCloud. That's going to be it. I'm going to post that on all my on all the official social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, we we are currently working on on getting episode 1 and the rest of the episodes approved by iTunes. Uh, I I will be getting an email back from Apple within the next 24 hours. So, it might be on iTunes. And um, and so that's the end of episode 2. 
episode three tomorrow. Once again, don't miss it. We out.